Welcome to the Wisdom Lifestyle Money Show. I'm your host, Scott Dillingham. The goal of the show is to show you how you can grow personally, financially, have a larger net worth, and leverage your largest asset to help you develop the person you want to be. I take you through all the steps I did from being nothing to being told that I was nobody and I was never going to accomplish anything, from getting kicked out of high school to owning a multi-million dollar real estate portfolio in my own company with more than 20 employees. You'll meet our partners, you'll meet our friends, you'll quickly discover how you can improve your life. So listen in and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Wisdom Lifestyle Money Show. I'm your host, Scott Dillingham. Today we're gonna be discussing single family property investing versus multifamily investing. And also I'm gonna go into my recommendation for you depending on where you are in your investing journey. Now, if you've never invested in real estate, this would be a great recording for you to decide, should you get in investing? And if so, you know what you should be investing in. So we're going to dive into some of the benefits. First, I'll talk about the benefits of single family investing. Single family is a term that we refer to when we're speaking about a single house, just a one residential house with one unit. Sometimes people will classify a home with an in-law suite as single family as well, but Primarily, it's just a single property. Now, the single family investing, from a cash flow standpoint, you don't make as much as when you're buying, you know, a multiple unit property, but it does have many benefits. So when you first start in investing, and truly, actually, that would be my suggestion is if you are first starting out in real estate investing, you start with single family and I'll explain why. However, the choice is yours. But when you invest in a single family property, it's probably the hardest. The very first one is the hardest out of all your portfolio to buy. And the reason is, is say you just bought a home that was owner occupied and now you want to rent it out. It's empty. So you've got to carry that mortgage alone. So the very first property that you buy will actually be the hardest one to own. Thereafter, it actually becomes easier because you get multiple properties. So you'll have multiple incomes coming in. So even if you have a vacancy, it won't matter because you'll have other properties to carry you forward. So I just want you to know and not to get discouraged, but the first one will be the toughest because if there is a vacancy, you're covering it all yourself. Okay. Now I mentioned I was going to dive into the benefits and that's not a benefit, but that's more of an FYI that you should know just so you have the right mindset when you're getting into it. But a lot of the benefits of the single family investing is say you absolutely hate being a landlord. Say you've done it, maybe it's a year down the road and you don't like it. With a single family property, it's very easy to sell it on the market. When you consider the size of the market, you have access to all buyers, right? You have potential investors that would be a buyer. And you also have people that are looking for a home to move into that would be a buyer. So it's the easiest type of property and you can get rid of it usually the fastest if you want to get out of it. So from an escape plan, the single family properties are one of the easiest to get out of. Now, as far as profits and things like that go, because we're in a housing shortage right now, so I'm recording this in early 2022. So depending when you're listening to this, we may or may not be, but early 2022, we are in a housing crisis. There's not enough inventory for people that want to live in Canada 
And the government of Canada has announced that they're increasing the amount of refugees and new to Canada people that they're accepting. So it's going to further fuel the housing crisis. Now, there's a bunch of things that people are doing behind the scenes to try to stop or minimize the housing crisis. But as of now, there is one. So single family properties, because of that, they tend to really accelerate in appreciation. Now, obviously that's not all markets. So again, do your research on your market, but I'm mainly referring to the markets that I invest in, which is within Southwestern Ontario and the housing is going up very quickly. So as an investor who's buying a single family property, you get to ride that wave of that huge appreciation. Another thing, and this applies for whether it's multifamily or single family investing, but when you rent out a property, the tenant pays your mortgage ultimately for you, right? Cause they pay you the rent and then you use that money to pay the mortgage. So the amount that you owe on your mortgage shrinks and it's not paid by you unless of course there's a vacancy, but it's paid by somebody else. So that is a, a huge benefit of investing in real estate is that the debt gets paid down. So you've got the house price going up. So the value goes up over time. And then you've got the mortgage amount reducing over time because the tenants are paying the rent. It's a win-win scenario. And then depending, now I know this is getting tougher, the, the costlier that the houses are, but on a single family property, depending on your location and how you bought it and you know, what the property looks like, what you can rent it for, there's still people that can have a bit of a positive cash flow from this where you'll make additional income per month. Now this would be a disadvantage compared to multifamily, right? Cause when you have multiple tenants living in a single property, your monthly cash flow is going to be greater than a single family property. But at least a single family property gets you in, into investing, gets your feet wet and you can see, you know, how you like it. This is what I would recommend for a first time investor. Now, over time, after you get a couple properties, you may want to shift and change your strategy. So it also ties into the interest rates and the mortgage products. So for real estate investors especially new ones that are not hundred percent sure that they want to keep investing is I would recommend a variable rate mortgage. And I know they're going to go up. They're projecting even 1% higher this year. So they're going to go up. But the thing with the variable rate mortgage, why I really like it is it only has a small three month interest penalty. So they're extremely easy to get rid of. And that is what I encourage you to do when you're first investing is get that variable rate. Now, if you've owned the property a year, you've got it rented out and maybe you've had some hiccups, but you've decided that you like investing and you want to continue, we'll dive into the multifamily next because that's the next evolution. But as far as the rates go, if you decide that you like this property, you're going to keep it, then you can always lock into a fixed if you're concerned with the variable rates continuing to increase. But it gives you that ability to cancel it with minimal fees and sell the property if you absolutely want to get out. Now, one of the very first episodes that I did, I believe we had with Tyler Soulier was on and we talked about the importance of getting a property manager. And I've said it in multiple episodes, but when I see clients that apply for mortgages for investment properties, and then they come to me and ask me the penalty because they're selling and getting rid of it. 
what I've discovered is they try to, they're doing everything themselves. They're not working with experts in the field and they've made a lot of mistakes and they're fed up and they want out. So I encourage you, even if it's a single family property, get your property manager. It will make your life so much easier because they know how to screen the proper tenants. They check for income. They even check credit, some of them, and they'll know. And some of them, there's even a database of bad tenants that the property managers share amongst themselves and amongst different real estate investing groups. So they'll even reference those and see if your potential tenant is a bad tenant. Where if you're just diving into this and putting someone in there yourself, you're at risk. So even if it dives and cuts into your profit, I would absolutely recommend a property manager. And maybe it makes it so you break even on one property and you wanted that extra cash flow. I would take it as, okay, so you're breaking even, you're not getting that cash flow, but look at all the headache you're saving. That's worth something. So that's worth money. But this is your, you're just getting your feet wet into investing. So I think it's okay at this point, if you're not making killer money, what we'll do is we'll change your property type and we'll discuss multifamily investing in the second part of the show here, but that's where the natural evolution is. So I believe it is okay if you don't have that strong cash flow on a single family house in the very beginning, because you're following the advice and getting a property manager and all those other things. I do, my philosophy is to buy for cash flow, but I'm suggesting this in a way for you to just try it and see what you think about it. Now we have to take a quick pause. When we come back, I'll talk about the benefits of multifamily investing and the natural transition for an investor who has purchased a mall or single family who wants to get to the more advanced levels of investing. Okay, welcome back. I'm excited to chat about the multifamily investing side of things. This is where I'm in now. So it's something I'm more passionate about, but I started with single family properties. The advice that I'm sharing with you or suggestions is based on exactly what I've done. Okay. Keep in mind with all advice that you hear online, on TV, whatever, you have to speak to the experts around you, right? It's, this is meant for entertainment purposes, of course, but it's all from things that I've done. So I'm not just making things up here. But so if you've decided that you like the single family properties and you followed my advice and you got the variable rate mortgage, you will have a decision to make. And your decision will be, should you keep the single family property and buy something bigger or should you sell it and move on to something bigger? So there's two options there. I'm at the stage where I've got a handful. I started with single family, then duplexes, fourplexes. So I've got two single family homes left that are rentals. And the one of them I've owned for so long that I have so much equity that I can actually sell it. And there's a 12 unit apartment building in Windsor right now. And it could be sold by the time this transpires, but there's a 12 unit building that the down payment would be exactly the equity that I have in that single family house that I can sell. So I can go from one to 12 units just by selling this property. So I haven't finalized my decision on if I'm selling it or not yet, because I was going to save that one for one of my kids. So I'm, we're debating between my wife and I, if we save it for our child or we invest in this bigger one now, and we'll get them a house later. So that's a, a family decision we have to talk about. And those are things that'll come up with you too, right? That you'll have to discuss. So it's not always about the numbers. You have to look at your family scenario, but I think we're leading towards selling it and getting this apartment building if it's available. 
And even if it's not right, the, the equity is substantial in this property that would just buy another one that comes along. So it's not a problem, but the benefits of multifamily is that you have multiple units in one property. So if there is a vacancy, it doesn't matter. The other units will cover it. The potential for cash flow is much, much greater in a multifamily property. Even repairs and renovations are potentially cheaper in multifamily. Because if you think about it, so you're doing the flooring on a single family property, or you're doing the flooring of two units in a fourplex, you can work things out with a contractor, right? Because it's based on square footage is usually how they bill you. So you can say, hey, there's a lot more square footage here. I want a bit better of a price. And then potentially you can get that better pricing. And some of the hardware stores have those buy more, save more deal deals where, you know, the more money you spend, the more you save. So obviously if you're buying more flooring, you can save now, obviously those specials are not always available, but usually you can get those discounts. I've got a uh, Home Depot, sorry, Home Depot contractors card. And with it, I get cash back on my projects. So the bigger the project, the more I spend, the more the cash back plus if you have a really big project at Home Depot, you can sit down with their building department and they can potentially come up with a, a custom price for you. That adds to further savings, right? Where if you're just buying a thousand square feet of flooring, you're not going to get that type of a deal. Potentially your renovations and upgrades to the property can be cheaper. And then you also have the fact that with all those extra tenants and having that positive cash flow, you could keep that as profits or you can convert it to mortgage pay down, right? So you can get your mortgage pay down even faster. I do find the values on multifamily properties are heavily tied to the rent. So from an appreciation standpoint, I think they can appreciate really nicely as well, but I think they appreciate a lot stronger if you have stronger rents in the property. If you've got tenants that have lived there for 20, 25 years, and you're assuming them when you're buying this building, the appreciation, I believe will be lower for you. Again, that's not always the case, but an investor looking at a property that's for sale, if the rents are really high on one property or they're really low on another, they're going to be willing to pay more for the property where the rents are a lot higher. It's just one of those things that you will get more on a multifamily home if you have higher rents. Now, the other thing with multifamily that a disadvantage, right? So it just depends because some people, they don't even like to get into multifamily. And some of the reasons would be additional headaches. So for an example, on a single family house, you're not going to get complaints that the upstairs tenant was being too loud or had a party. That's not going to happen. But if you're in a multifamily home, you're going to have that, or maybe they just don't get along and there's always complaints and there's fighting and right. So there could be additional headaches from the multifamily property as well. So again, that's why it really makes a good um, strategy to hire a property manager to do that. My property manager, a great guy, CFK management is who I use personally in Windsor. And I know Frank will match up tenants based on their personalities. So if he's showing a multifamily property to somebody, he will analyze the tenant base that's in that property and only put tenants that he believes are similar in there. And that might extend a vacancy a month or two because he's looking for that right specific tenant. But for you as an investor, your headaches are so much less because you're getting in a group of people that connect and can live nicely together. So there's many benefits. So for me personally, I would suggest, and what I'm doing myself is if you like investing and you want to move forward and you've built up these single family properties, 
after a couple of years, dispose of them, but only in the event of you upgrading. I try not to sell anything unless you had to. I sold uh, two properties to, to buy Lend City. So there's no mortgage here because I used my equity in that. And then I sell a worse performer to buy a better performer. So it just depends on what your overall strategy is, but that's what I would do. I'd start off on the single family properties. And if you're an investor that has a bunch of single family properties, I would consider, right? Speak to your friends, family, accountant, lawyer. You want to make sure everything's okay before you move forward. But the strategy would be to sell those single family properties, get into those bigger ones. So you have that stronger income, that stronger cash flow and evolve your portfolio forward. Those are the major differences between the single family investing and multifamily investing. It does depend on the stage that you're in. But once you can start getting into the six or more units, then you can start to get CMHC financing for investment properties. We have a dedicated commercial department. We've got three full-timers in there right now that do those CMHC insured mortgages. So many investors don't even know that's an option. Now, CMHC, they changed the rules recently where depending on the project, like if it's an eco project or if it's uh, geared towards lower income multifamily property, they'll finance it for as little as 5% down. Usually though, I'm finding our investors are getting between 15% down and 20% down. However, their amortizations do go longer at CMHC. I'm often seeing 35 years to even 40 years amortization on multifamily properties which gives the investor that super strong cash flow because it's at a, like the amortization is so much longer that you've got that cash flow. And as an investor, when you're getting into investing, a lot of clients fear debt and they want to pay it off quickly. But when you're an investor, you realize you actually don't want to pay it off quickly. Why? The tenants are paying it off. So there's no rush. There's no motivation for you to pay it off quickly. The tenants are doing it. And by keeping those extra profits, you can build up your down payments faster to get additional properties, or you can use them for, well, if you want a vacation around the world, right? That's what some people do. They use their proper property profits to buy things that they love, travel, all that good stuff. So it's completely up to you what you do with your money, but the world of investing I have personally found in real estate what, how, I, how I was able to get the greatest returns compared to any other investment that I have personally done. So I'm hoping for you, you consider it and you become as successful at it as I am. Looking forward to chatting with you on the next show. And if you are in need of a commercial mortgage, give us a call at the office, 519-960-0370, and we can get you in touch with our commercial team. Or if you're buying residential, we'll get you in touch with them as well. Okay, thanks so much. Take care. If you're serious about real estate investing and you want to take it to the next level with the least amount of time and mistakes, then you're going to want to sign up for our Real Estate Investor Hub. Visit CanadianRealEstateNetwork.com and hit the blue button or banner that says Free Investor Resources. Inside, you'll have access to real estate investing courses, networking opportunities, webinars featuring industry professionals, as well as dedicated chat channels to share and get access to unique properties. I look forward to seeing you there.